0: are not on the
1: patio no it feels a little weird yeah like not a proper couple skate to be in the house
0: yeah but uh there's a good reason why we're not outside
1: it's very smoky uh it was smoky enough I felt like I was gonna faint earlier when I was at a coffee shop and I was like oh it's so smoky you can't see the foothills you can't see like more than a half a mile like you can
0: actually see the smoke
1: you can yeah yeah, and taste it and (laughs) smell it
0: um we canceled last week because it was still 105 degrees. And I was like, I cannot sit no. out on the patio. I was
1: like, I will ha- I will have a mental breakdown Yeah. if we sit out. And it also, it's that time of year where the flies are really aggressive. Endless fr- flies. And so it's like, it's 105, smoky, and the flies are landing on you. I was like, I- it'll break me. Yeah. It- it'll be the last straw
0: for me. I can't do it. So we canceled last week. Yeah. And then I texted you yesterday, and I was like, 82, bitches. Yes. First day under 100 degrees in all of summer. Yeah. So we have our first uh, beautiful day. It was like glorious out last night. It was like. It was so nice. You know, breezy and golden and. Perfect. Just like crystalline. What
1: the kind of thing like yesterday I took a walk down by the river and I was like, oh yeah, I used to be a really outdoorsy person. I I used to to be out all summer and doing things. And the yesterday was like one of the first walks I've taken because like even by 10 a.m. It's 100 degrees oh, and disgusting. just miserable.
0: Also last night. And I it doesn't slept- ever cool down. I mean, it ha- like no. it, it'll be 100 degrees during the day, but then it's like 85. Oh, like not, the other. I love to sleep with the window
1: open. And like last week I was like, oh, let's not turn the air conditioner on. Let's just sleep with the window open. And Alex was like, yeah, it's 97 out right yeah. now. And it was 10 at night. I slept with the window open last night and it was like. I woke up in the middle of the night and it was like a little chilly and I had to get a blanket and I was so excited that yeah. it was like cold. And this morning when I, cause I had a very early coffee meeting and I was like, Oh my gosh, I need a sweater. And I almost started crying. I yeah. genuinely was like oh, a sweater. I'm so, I just want to make soups and I want to wear big cozy sweaters and but I'm now so it's excited.
0: Smoky again. I mean, yeah. we have always smoke in the summer, but and, you know, it's kind of like you live with it, kind of low grade, but man, it is bad. I've had a headache for the last week and I am not a headache person. I never have headaches. I'm like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> is this Is permanent?
1: I always have a headache every day of my whole life. I've been like, I have some kind of headache. I have uh, a real bad one here or one back here, a tension headache. Um, I pretty much have a headache. Uh, a lot of the time, unfortunately But uh, you know why? It's because I'm always like this I'm, I grit my teeth a lot yeah. I'm always like, oh, relax your jaw Relax your jaw
0: Yeah, Ooh, so relax right your jaw Welcome
1: oh, to Couple Gate. Oh. I love you like la 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 la
0: la 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 Shoulders Welcome. down
1: Let's loosen up Let's yeah. limber up Take some deep breaths Yeah, Emma was, was is not
0: feeling well After her coffee date No, I almost
1: fainted and then I came home and I thought I was going to have one of my episodes. I started feeling really puky and dizzy and like short of breath and Alex was like, "Let's just cancel. Let's just cancel." And I was like pr- like prone on the bed and was like, "It might pass." <laughs> and he was like, "It's not going to pass." And I was like, "It's going to pass." Uh and I took some of my my meds and uh
0: it passed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty okay. Yeah, you looked I mean, pretty I pretty green feel- <laughs> I when I got here and I was like, "Maybe I should just go." But the thing is, I brought Otter Pop yeah. and He so desperately needs like a play date. Yeah. And I got him here under the pretense that he was going to get to see Bev. So I was like, I'll just stick it out for 15 minutes so he can run around. Yeah.
1: And in the meantime, I had a miraculous recovery. Uh, Really rallied. I still don't feel fantastic, but uh, you will be able to, to our listeners, you will be able to hear Bev and uh, Otter Pop wrestling in the background. Wrestling. Uh, They have not stopped the entire time.
0: They Otter Pops outside. very muddy <laughs> and yeah they got into the pool they got into the mud and so then they were desperate to come inside once they were purely filled once they
1: were muddy they were like we better we better bring this uh to the living room but they're having a good time and Ch- you left Sir home because yes. he he was he like some
0: time by himself and quiet time without a puppy with too many people
1: and then Chip he's just here he's
0: here part of the podcast, he's part
1: of the podcast. uh Chip this weekend moms anything to report
0: Exactly. pretty good stuff
1: <laughs> pretty good stuff i have a very good this weekend moms oh yeah Um, we'll have to have alex help with a prop really fast but uh my mom called and she said do you need any chair toppers and i was like i don't know what that means and she was like they go on like the legs of your chairs so that they uh don't scratch the floor which i think is a chair bottomer but i'm not i don't know <laughs> i don't know the ling- the lingo on it but I was like, chair, uh, caps, chair caps, chair leg caps. Yeah. And um, we actually do have chairs that are like kind of scratching the floor because of, you know, kid, the kids are 200 pounds and they push back with their full weight yep. and scratch the floor. And I've put a couple of things on there, but they fall off. So I was like, oh, we actually could use some of those. So she brought them over um, and Alex, he got the bag from her and he put them on and I came down and was like, oh, that's great. Those work perfect. And then he was like, did you see the bag she dropped off? And he's like, it's giant. I'm thinking it's giant. Like, it's like this. Can you, Alex, do you mind showing the the chair toppers? My mom, this is the bag. This is the bag of chair toppers. Are you toppers. even fucking kidding me?
0: <laughs> uh, <that's laughs> Who like, could possibly ever need like these? That's like four gallons.
1: And we used a bunch of them,
0: as you can see. Yeah, we, you don't we, have like a few chairs. You have two, four, six chairs. Eight chairs. Eight chairs. Eight
1: times four, whatever that is. It's 32. <laughs> so chair toppers.
0: Well, the crazy oh, thing God. is,
1: There's that's a bag of one thousand
0: that my mom is
1: that is such a perfect little snapshot of my mom um, because my family they're all hoarders but they're like very well organized hoarders they have they they hoard useful things and that is a perfect example of something that she's like you know oh do you need this thing and you're like sure and then she's like cool because I have four thousand of them and you're like why (laughs) why do you have that why do you have a thousand of those why do you have 1,000? And like, it was very useful. I'm glad. And then, so, so my parents dropped it off and then, uh, they were doing something in the yard. And then, then when he showed me the bag, they were leaving and I chased the car down with the bag and like got in front of the car and was holding up. Like,
0: why, why? <laughs> and my mom to my dad goes, just drive, drive. Cause she didn't Don't want make to your problem questions. my problem. Well, what's sort of amazing to me is that like, when I look at your chairs with the, with the caps on, it looks like, They look deliberate. It doesn't look like they have those big plastic caps. No, they're great. They're actually really nice. And they fit those chairs perfectly. I've bought those kinds of things in the past. And you have to get them like within an eighth of an inch or a quarter of an inch or something. And they're, you know, you buy four of them and it's like $12 and then they still don't fit. Yeah. And so like, how is it that they are? She, she, I guarantee you, she has... Fifty
1: different sizes of chair bottom, bottomers, chair leg bottomers. Uh, She has every kind of chair leg thing that you could possibly ever think of. She, they have everything. And that's—it's so funny too because she, she said, "I'm gonna come pick that bag up because I'm gonna, I'm gonna circulate it through the kids and see who else can use them. I bet other people could use it." But I was like, "You have a strategy." these huh that's pretty cool so that's my this weekend moms i thought that was pretty pretty great
0: yeah i am also i would not categorize myself as a hoarder but i do definitely have a lot of things in my possession that i think most people would be surprised that i have and um even dave is like do you have blah blah thinking like somehow there's no way that i would ever have this thing whatever he's looking for and i always always have whatever he's looking for i have so many supplies Mm -hmm. you know and i do use them um sometimes it takes literal years like there'll be things that i've had for 10 years that i i'll be like oh you know what i have that we could use for that and i don't have it this weekend moms but i also have um something that i think is going to be of the era of things from your youth that might remind you of something. Um, so the other day, Dave was at a job, and he brought two of these home. And I was like, why did you bring that? And now I'm so glad. <gasps> oh my god. That he
1: brought <laughs> All right, let's show. Oh my god look at this baby I love this okay so for our listeners who aren't live streamers uh it's a an old red phone not a rotary but a push button button which I almost feel like is more satisfying oh man that does
0: feel good this is the thing about it it's some kind of a weird therapy it's been sitting on our let me try it on our counter and I keep picking it up and like dialing something and then do this oh (laughs) hold
1: on I gotta make a cough dude the maddest i've ever been at my parents yeah. and uh, then slam was, that phone down was they got rid of our our home line uh-huh. but the number we had had our whole lives yeah. basically as children which basically just which, dial it right now Two Oh eight, three, seven, five, five, nine, seven, four. yeah oh do you know what <laughs> just like in uh 1994 it's busy cuz my bitch sister won't get off i'm going to have to do what i did back then and make an emergency <laughs> hold on i'm going to make an emergency breakthrough uh what was the number for that it was Was it just zero? Did you just do the offer? Can you make an emergency breakthrough on this line, please? (laughs) Thank you. And then my sister, what? I'm talking to my boyfriend.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, but then then you have to hang it up. Yeah. Wait. Hang it, chip. Right in my way. Oh man, that's so so satisfying. Satisfying to hang it up and the weight of that receiver and then like twirling that cord in your fingers while you're sitting there talking. Oh my god, that's so satisfying. It is the perfect weight, the perfect color, the shiny red. It is,
1: isn't it? This feels so good against your ear. I
0: forgot. I forgot
1: how ergonomic (laughs) it all was back then. You know, I know we're old ladies for waxing nostalgic about a hang-up phone, but, like, that is super fun, actually. (laughs) I want to fight. I want to fight with someone. and Yeah yes oh that's nice so
0: when we moved into our house there was one of these wall phones in the garage and it was just hanging there of course it didn't work but my favorite thing to do was to go into the garage and to pick it up and to be like yeah let me get him just a second like to just sort of you know pretend that somebody was on the line i'm
1: literally installing (laughs) one for like emotional support (laughs) I'm not even kidding.
0: I feel like if I had one of those in the kitchen, I m-
1: my mental health would go up by like a hundred percent. And
0: you could stand there and look out the window and talk on the phone, and nothing uh, would just be right there. And literally, this
1: since this is the house I grew up in, so the phone was right where that fish tank is, right next to the kitchen sink. Yep. And um, you we didn't have a long cord because my parents nope. were annoyed with the fact that like we were always on the phone. Uh huh. Um, so you, we had like a short cord, and you had to just stand there. Oh my God, that's so so satisfying. Just like this, you had to be like, you could maybe make toast <laughs> if you like really tried. You could like really far like enough to go and like get yourself some toast <laughs> while you were on the phone for four and a half hours with your jerk boyfriend.
0: So, oh, so, Dave, so Dave took the phone out of the garage and I was livid. Oh. And yeah. he was like, What are you even talking about? It doesn't work. It's a dead phone. And I was like, but. So anyway, he brought this home and I was like, this is even better. It has like a clear cradle for the headset. And it's like, it was probably in the office. So it's got that real clicky um, dialing. And then he tells me, get this. If you have two old phones this up I'm having a stroke I just put the microphone up to my ear okay it's been a long week yeah if you need to get on the phone to talk to me like I wish we were doing this on the phone I know we should just have actual yeah we should have microphones that are phones That's, this
1: podcast is that it's yes too, it's two girlfriends on the girlfriends phone on the phone bitching about everything and then being like I gotta go <laughs> I gotta go Alex got himself stuck in the dryer again I'll talk to you later.
0: <laughs> so so get this. If you have two old phones, you can connect them and use them as an intercom. Really? At your house. Really? Babe, upstairs, downstairs, intercom. Yes. Oh
1: my God. I'm so, so excited. So Dave
0: tells me this and I'm like, you moron brought home one fucking phone. <laughs> Took out our garage phone. Took out the garage phone, then told me Okay, I'm sorry. I'll get you this phone. And then you tell me we could actually use it for the inter... Like, as an intercom, we could have one in the kitchen and one in the garage. Can you make it ring? Well, so we're working on it. (laughs) So today, he brought home a second red phone. This is the
1: most jealous of anyone I've ever been in my whole life.
0: (laughs) And I was like, this is all I want for... Christmas or my next birthday or whatever is for you to figure out a way. And so we've been YouTubing it, Googling it, and I am desperate for this to work. Yeah. And he said his boss, so it is possible to make them an intercom. And then there, you have to add like this other electrical thing that you used to be able to get at Radio Shack, which of course, no more Radio Shack. But anyway, I'm really excited about the potential of having this. Once again, where I can. Yeah. I think I'm going
1: to get a house phone. Yeah. I think I'm going to get a phone. And I mean, picture if you just had a house phone and you got rid of your cell phone. Yeah. How great your mental health would be. Yeah. Like
0: my parents. It really is. I, I couldn't believe how soothing it was. Yeah. It was automatically, bizarrely soothing to pick up that phone. It felt comforting. It felt nostalgic. It yes. felt. Oh my God. It feels so good. Just like feels- my, like my childhood. Like, Oh, okay. I'm just know, gonna, I didn't know I needed this, but I, <laughs> I needed it. I was like, so I'm taking it and I'm
1: showing Emma how great this is. I'm, this is all I'm getting for <laughs> Christmas this year. People will be like, what a weird gift. And then they'll put this up to the ear and be like, Oh God, that feels, it feels really good
0: actually. So I heard a, of This American Life, um, that was about how after the tsunami in Japan, um, and I can't remember if it was an artist or who it was, installed an old payphone on their property, which was kind of a rural property, and then advertised it as like a phone to the beyond. Oh, wow. That and chills. they could not believe how many people Aww. came and used the phone. That's going to make me cry. To call the people that they loved. And it was like a way to check in. Um, And I was just like, it actually works Mm -hmm. if you think about it and it and it it kind of puts like this really nice um framework around your grief or around your communication that feels so it it, like it's really tidy you know like I could pick up that phone and call my grandma right now yeah because she would have had that phone you know what I mean it was your connection that you had with people that you loved and um so, because Dave was like, well, who's going to use it? I'm like, I can guarantee you, if you put this phone literally anywhere, a public place, yeah, a place where it's unexpected, a place where it's expected, you could put it and not plug it in, not have anything else. And people are going to pick it up and they're going to talk in this phone. Yeah. Like, and so... You know, I I was saying like, well, what else could we do? Could we like attach a um, answering machine to it?
1: Yes, that's what I was just thinking. And have oh my God.
0: like you could call the number and yeah. you could leave a message. Like, can you imagine how amazing it would feel to hear that answering machine tape pick up and you could leave a message? Oh and who are you going to leave a message I'm for? I'm literally
1: going to check with the phone company right after this and see if my childhood number is is available and if it is I'm getting it and I'm getting an answering machine and I'm just gonna let people call and leave leave messages because I just I love that so
0: much it's like an art project or something yeah um, it's a
1: beautiful and like you said like the connection of it like you said it is I mean my you're gonna get an angry letter from my therapist because I'm gonna yeah I'm I'm breaking up with him I don't need him I have this phone now yeah I can just I can just pick it up in the kitchen and be like yeah I'm having a really rough day today it's (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: I don't need a therapist. I have a phone. I have a cool phone now. So yeah, I I totally get that. It does feel it's it does feel weirdly connected to the beyond. I don't know what that is exactly, but it feels uh, maybe it's because it's something that's so completely gone
0: now. It's It's so completely gone except It's also, it was so completely habitual. habitual. Yeah. It was an experience that you had multiple times a day for your entire life. Yeah. Like we didn't get rid of our landline at my parents' house. Probably, maybe, I think they actually do have a landline still. But, you know, like the old phone, I think probably 10 years ago. So if you think about that, I'm 46 years old, 45 years old. And so for three decades, that was something that I did every single day. And it yeah. felt like that. So it feels so familiar. And yet it feels like it's something you haven't done in so long. And yet yeah. it's it's just like it's so easy. And I can't
1: you- even really think of anything else in my lifetime that has disappeared, that was such a huge part of it that has disappeared so completely, mm-hmm. you know, other than maybe maps, you know like having maps in the glove right. box of but your car right but the difference about you were using
0: that all the time and it had nothing to do with um i, I think the a big part of it is it's the communication yeah. between like you had that experience calling your grandma you had that experience yeah. talking to your first boyfriend you had that you shared that experience talking to your best girlfriend you um used it to make prank phone calls like it mm-hmm. was something that was just ubiquitous in your day, but it was connecting you to other people, yeah, and so we do have we still have cell phones, but it's not i don't forget the feeling when I talk on the cell phone like I get when I have this hard plastic yeah phone and the different pieces of it that feel so different, the hanging up that little thing yeah and, you know with oh your finger gosh. where your whole you remember you would like make a call. And then you'd be like, "Okay, I'm I'm going to call my mom and see if I can spend the night." Yeah. And so you just push down on it and then you'd immediately dial something else. Yeah. You know? Or you get a busy signal and so you hang up and then you dial it again and you hang up. It's not like you can just hit redial. Oh my god. Redial. When
1: when you were doing um stuff on like calling the radio, Yeah. do you remember like you would have it this I mean before you had redial, yeah. you would have it and you would like <laughs> When you're trying to get like a song You know or do a song request or something And just like over and over Or win
0: something Because they were giving away $25 Did you ever win? I won once I did What did you win? I won cash And I don't remember what the amount was But I could never Like you had to go pick it up Within a week or something And I could never get anybody to take me (sighs) To get it So it was like I had it there It was there It was mine And my parents were just like, it wasn't enough money that it was worth it to them.
1: Yeah. You're yeah. like, drive me to Boise for $30. They're yeah, like, that's, like, no. no. Yeah, <laughs> no. not doing that. I won tickets to the movie Hot Shots. No. What was the Top Gun parody? Oh. Babe, what was that Top Gun parody with Charlie Sheen? Part due, Not the first one. Uh, look it up, please. Will you look it up? Hot Shots Part Two. Part two. I don't think it's Hot Shots but maybe it is I part do not the first one Mm -hmm. uh the second one I won ticket yes there was no there wasn't maybe I don't know anyway I won tickets to that with Leslie Nielsen is it that the thing no that oh no
0: that's the that's naked gun okay uh
1: rest in peace such a funny man uh loved that movie no this this had Charlie Sheen and I don't know who else but it was like a parody on Top Gun and um you know, I'm not sure. I- okay, well, really? it's a parody of Rainbow, but it had Charlie Sheen. I do remember <laughs> that much. Um, and I remember going to the radio station and feeling like hot shit. Yeah. Being like, hi, I'm the winner for the tickets for Hot <laughs> Shots Part winner. 2 featuring one Mr. Charlie Sheen.
0: You might be familiar with me. I'm the winner.
1: And they were like, okay. And they just like slid <laughs> me two tickets. And um, I took like the guy, the boy I was seeing at the time and I, oh man, I felt like such hot shit for uh, yeah, winning. Was-
0: okay. Oh, okay.
1: Okay, and then the second the one was, was more- Rambo. Wow. I have an idea for this podcast. You know, we mostly just yak, but what would you think about watching some old movies together and making fun of them? Like, I thought, I thought it'd be funny to watch movies that, So, so when we were in Eureka, mm-hmm. Alex and I smoked some wildly good Humboldt weed that they left for us at the comedy condo. And uh we then watched uh Miss Congeniality, which Ooh. let's keep in mind Alex is eight years younger than me and mm-hmm. he didn't see it like at the time. You are, babe. You're eight years younger.
0: <laughs> I know. Okay, he he's it at the time. Like he's so oh, okay fine he's fine. so
1: offended. Wow. I'm so quick correction to the podcast. Yeah, 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 Alex did see Miss Congeniality. I misunderstood that. But he didn't remember it. And as we were watching it, he was like what the fuck? This is so sexist. What's happening here? Like, you love this movie? Why do you love this movie? And I was like, listen, this is what we had. Yeah. At the time, when this movie came out, it felt so feminist because the women all got along. They supported each other. It didn't show that, like, women were just inherently evil. There was more than one woman in it. And, and like, yes, watching it now, you're like, this is... It is so sexist and it is such a bummer. Like the the main guy in the audience or in the movie, when he ends up with Sandra Bullock, you're like, well, that is a bummer because he is a douchebag. But um, but it made me think of like it would be so fun for us to watch like movies like that or like what women want with Mel Gibson and then and then either like make fun of them. We could do like special things, you know, or make fun or talk about them later on the pod. But I just thought that would be so fun because uh that movie, I, I love that movie. But even as you're watching it, you're like, this is, it's really kind of a bummer that uh, this was what we got. Yeah. You know, that you were like, yay, it's a movie where like women aren't um, the worst. And even they kind of still are, but like it you were allowed to like the women in that movie. You right. know, you were supposed to like Sandra Bullock, not be like, oh, I hate her because I hate women. And that was like one of the first movies that was like really sort of like, femme positive and in even the smallest way you know
0: yeah I I'm definitely up for that I would say with a caveat that I am not watching any horror movies and um I am not a great movie watcher in that I almost never watch movies yeah I know I so, know that about you but um we would have to like give me enough time to watch it in <laughs> increment say um what if what if we did a craft while we were doing
1: it yeah. so you felt like it was time well spent
0: yeah could we do that's what you have to do with save my up our laundry or here's an idea bring your ironing there you go I, I love that you assume <laughs> I have an iron I don't know if we own an iron uh so maybe. my mom was reminding me that when um When I was a kid, she and her best friend would get together on Saturday afternoons at four and do their ironing and listen to um, Prairie Home Companion. Oh, my gosh. And like that was they would get together and set up their ironing boards and they would have these giant baskets. I remember my mom's ironing basket, which was like a regular size laundry basket, but then piled. Uh, you know, like it was totally full and then the equivalent, like you could have had a second basket. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember like it ever being an empty basket. Mm -hmm. Like things just got layered on it. And so I keep thinking about that because there was a couple items of clothing that I'm like, those would still probably fit me now and I would love to have those and they were definitely in that ironing basket and maybe they still are and maybe they are <laughs> like what happened to that because it never got sold it's never empty no. yeah no you know and she yeah. would iron they would iron for an entire hour yeah but my mom does iron everything mm-hmm. in that she irons the sheets and the pillowcases i i iron pillowcases but I do not iron sheets but tablecloths cloth cloth napkins is it just so
1: they look nice
0: yes okay it's just so when i look at my bed it looks it looks tight and
1: you can live with yourself knowing your fitted sheet is unironed you can
0: well because the fitted sheet like (laughs) you know straightens out yeah you know and then what i do love sounds awfully chaotic to me (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) what i do love is that i have some linen sheets oh okay and linen sheets if you wash them enough they get like super soft mm-hmm. and even if they're a little bit wrinkly they just kind of um smooth out yeah that makes sense um but the pillowcases always get those weird like you know watered wadded lumpies. up corners so i like I, to
1: i'm uh, nobody ironed it this house was chaos growing up but my when my aunt and her wife lived with us in the playroom uh They had a lot of ironing and I got paid a nickel per thing that I ironed. And so I would kind of do the same thing where I would set up it with a giant thing in the living room and I would do all of their ironing at once for them. And I always found ironing very satisfying. It's like, it's, it's almost like a pimple popper video Mm -hmm. because you're just very like, you know, you're just, you're smoothing it out. You're just taking it. But, uh, I have not ironed anything of my own in, I have I don't know uh, probably maybe ever
0: I iron I iron a couple three four times a week whatever I'm gonna wear because but not like significant ironing you know I'll, I'll iron a dress but I do think that one of the ways to iron that is really satisfying is to have a big pile of something yeah and then to work your way through
1: it just one thing it's you know, just like it's meh. just kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, you set up get the board, board yeah, get it heated up, and then. But if you're doing like a whole bunch of ironing, mm-hmm. yeah, and like putting bottles like, like on, like we had
0: that uh, clothing exchange, and I, I love to like turn on the TV, and watch a show while I'm ironing,
1: That's, and I ironed
0: everything. for That, that, that made clothing me feel
1: exchange. like that was such a good reminder that I'm still a dirt bag because like everybody else <laughs> showed up with their stuff like perfectly ironed and on hangers, and I was like. And I did because I read Some the thing. Some people it said, went and had
0: dry cleaned yeah, stuff. Yeah,
1: I did read the thing and it was like put your stuff on hangers. So I did have hangers, but everybody else's stuff was like ironed and like looked very nice. And I was like, okay, I did not, <laughs> I did not think about how it would look. I just sort of like, I was actually just proud of myself that I put everything on hangers. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got there. I was like, I'm the trashiest person here, for sure. No, and I, uh, I look, I got those there. Those were yours. Yeah, I, I know, and on I've seen time. you wear
0: them. They're so comfortable. Frequently. I'm you, so glad they're comfortable for you.
1: Um, that other pair of shoes I got there got wet once and fell completely apart. So tell Hadley what the hell
0: yeah those espadrilles she got
1: she got you those for your birthday and she was offended that you no, gave them
0: to me no actually she was offended on behalf of my older sister who gave them to me because they didn't fit her oh okay, okay. so they were a hammy down
1: and then they didn't really fit me either well the first time I got them wet they fell into 300 pieces I was like wow okay. these are very paper cheap shoes yeah. yeah paper shoes thanks Hadley yeah um, <laughs> yeah also congratulations Great. um <laughs> On the the recent developments
0: yes um so we were talking about ironing and old phones and what was that leading into oh you want to watch you want to watch movies I do. so for me it would have to probably be that we're um, also ironing okay you know we have to do something totally retrograde and okay. watch some retrograde movie
1: that I would be I would be I mean I don't have any ironing of my own yeah um but I I like I can do quilt squares or yeah, something yeah. um I can wash your canning jars or something mm, while we're
0: Interesting. Okay. Just okay. pick
1: me a chore while we're doing it and I'll I'll sort I'll sort cut out things from magazines oh, if you need me was to. Oh, that also really fun. Oh my god, what if we did that? Doesn't that sound satisfying? We'll yeah. watch we'll watch uh, some collaging. an old movie and and do some collaging. Yeah. I feel like that sounds pretty great actually.
0: Yeah, I'd be up for that. I've been doing a ton of crafts with all this wedding stuff and Sometimes I forget how much I love to do a project. Yeah. I love to do a project that requires a little bit of ingenuity, a little bit of creativity, Mm -hmm. a lot of different kinds of supplies. Yeah. Like I've got like my tote of supplies and I have a vision of how it's going to come out and I like get all the things together and then I assemble it and then it's done. Yeah. You know? And it's like, it doesn't need to have a long life I'm not building the house I'm just making this project and it is so satisfying
1: I love that like I had to make ornaments for a um, charity auction thing and so I I like got a bunch of clay I got all the stuff to make it I got jewelry making supplies I, I I spent way too much time and energy oh, yeah. and money on all the supplies so for this thing uh, but it was so satisfying and so fun and afterward I was like does anybody else need me to make anything yeah. <laughs> I got all this clay I yeah. have so much clay now um yeah I love a project too that's so fun yeah and I, love I don't a think we get thing. enough
0: opportunities to do that I did that stuff growing up you know you'd have a paper mache project and then you'd have a sewing project mm-hmm. and then you'd like oh well I need to decorate a hat for Easter or for the Derby or you know like just something that has is finite like it's it's just there's a beginning middle and an oh, end i love that and you can kind of dick around with it but really like but the stakes are very low 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 nobody's gonna be like you're out of the derby yeah.
1: for this hat like it's it's all yeah i same a, a glue gun mm-hmm. give me a situation where i'm gonna need to use that glue gun i love to use a glue gun and it just pipe doesn't cleaners. come up that much yeah pipe cleaners yeah yeah, yeah. I have from spray glue. I feel like because of COVID, all of us have like like I have jewelry making supplies. Mm-hmm. I got into so many different crafts during COVID that immediately I was like, "That's what we should do instead of a sip and swap for clothes. We should do one where everybody brings their crafting supplies."
0: Yeah, wouldn't except, that be fun? Except I just keep all that stuff, and yeah. then like I said, ten years down the That's ten true. years down the line, I will end up using that particular grade of wire. Yeah, like you know i just or like bodie's had these projects and he's like do you have blog? i'm like yes of course i do let me just go get that i
1: have i have a really good um art cupboard or cubby setup where each one has like a bunch of the different stuff you would need and when the kids are like oh i need those little round stickers uh with the hole in them for school i'm like i have those i have that i have everything You you need a three and a half by five card and like in different colors i was saying my mom is a hoarder but it's funny that we're talking about this because my brother and i were talking yesterday and uh we were laughing because so like we because we grew up with hoarders both of us are purgers Mm -hmm. like i i'm constantly like frantically cleaning the house and getting rid of stuff because i'm so afraid of being a hoarder but we were saying like we both have one thing that we hoard that we can't stop hoarding and for me that is uh boxes and containers Mm -hmm. um like the dishwasher you know things coming yeah That's oh, that little really, round tub like, that I a, could be using it this for has something. a handle yeah. you know it's a versatile and
0: it clicks shut yeah I have like
1: 13 of those <laughs> and I'm like and Alex is, I'm sure is like you can get it. And I'm like no 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 no. you might need those you could it could come up like someday Maybe
0: you ha- end up having to do Easter baskets for yeah hamsters yeah something might come up <laughs> you never know
1: or like I if a box is a perfect I have a lot of boxes mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I do have, um, I have a lot of plastic bags cause I can't, if you get a plastic bag at the grocery store, I'm like, I'm not just going to throw this away, obviously. Right. So I just have,
0: especially if you get one of those really <laughs> nice ones, that's the produce one that they like for some reason give you when you're, when you order stuff uh, yeah. to pick up, it's a different oh, bag.
1: The Fred Meyer pickup bags. Uh, I have 700 of those and I was looking at I'm never going to throw them away. Those are good bags.
0: But can't you take them back to the Fred Meyer?
1: They say you can, but you can put them in that thing where people can grab a bag if yeah. they want it, and people do. I do sometimes when I'm shopping. I'll just if I forgot my bags, mm. I'll grab those. But um, but those plastic bags are sturdy, and I've been like these will come in handy. But we we have a bag station next uh, in the basement, which is like boxes of bags, paper and plastic. But then um, there's also a giant, a couple giant plastic bags full of bags mm-hmm. in the shop that I've been like, well, you can't just throw them away. Alex is like, oh, you totally could, though. You yeah. Could.
0: Like um, for me, it's bubble wrap mm-hmm. because inevitably there'll be a situation where you have to send a gift and you're like, I have to wrap this and, and there's nothing that will replace the security. Yeah. And I don't want to buy bubble, bubble wrap. wrap. No, where no. would you even get it?
1: Nobody knows. Yeah, you have, no, to, you you have, have to wait till you receive it. You a packet. You have package. to hoard <laughs> it up
0: and put it like I always like roll mine in a big roll and then like shove it at the oh, top yeah. of the of the.
1: I have a, so much bubble wrap down there too. Yeah. Same thing.
0: Same with the the
1: envelopes, big envelopes.
0: If you oh, send me a envelopes. nice big envelope, I'm
1: like, I don't use that. <laughs> that's a sturdy envelope. Yeah, and so. you know it's funny because that's kind of like you know my our grandparents grew up in the Depression area era. era. And like my, my grandma had so many things left over from the depression. Like, um, when she died, mm-hmm. when we went through her house, uh, we found every bag that a turkey had come in mm-hmm. from like 1962. My grandma had every single one of those bags, yeah. which, you know, at the time you could like turn in a hundred of those for a free turkey or something, but like not anymore, but she couldn't stop collecting the bags like just in case. And she had... Um, probably 20 years worth of Chiquita banana stickers Mm -hmm. in a stack. She had saved every banana sticker in a Um, stack.
0: So my grandma would save the styro, uh, like, um, I guess it's a tray. Well, you would call it that meat comes on. She saved those. the styro tray and she would wash them. And then like if she brought cookies over or something, it, they would be stacked on that. Styro tray, gross. <laughs> I mean, and it's I fine. was always sure, like, gross. Hmm. Yeah, this doesn't doesn't <laughs> really translate. And then yeah. when she died, the other thing that we found was hundreds of plastic straws. So like, you'd go get a milkshake or yeah. a soda pop or whatever, which is like, it's a disposable straw. It's yeah. not a reusable straw. And she um she saved them. She couldn't she couldn't get rid of them. Couldn't part with them.
1: Yeah, yeah, my grandma had a million things like that when she died. So that's interesting because
0: both like, of my grandmas, you know, were depression depression children. And one of my grandmas hoarded everything. And the other one of my grandmas uh, was a, like, threw everything away. Mm. Like, she was just constantly disposing of stuff, like you and I are, just, like, purging constantly, mm-hmm. not hoarding. Um. So I, it affected her in a totally different way. That's very interesting.
1: Yeah. It makes me wonder when we're old ladies, I'll have 700 of these phones. Yeah. I'll just well, be surrounded by phones. Well, that's something that phones.
0: I'm like, why did I ever get rid of that?
1: Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. We had such a good phone when I was a kid. And then, but we got rid of that because when, when when you went wireless, yep. that was such a big deal. When you finally Huge had a cordless deal. phone. Oh,
0: my God. The cordless phone. I was desperate for a cordless phone. There was like literally nothing cooler than the cordless phone. It was so
1: satisfying.
0: Yeah, the other thing that I was really wanting was um, we went, so we got Bodie a, uh, did I tell you about this last time? We got Bodie a record player for Christmas, and then we went to the record exchange because he wanted to get some records. And his record player also has a tape player. Oh, fun. Which he had zero idea about. And so then... um, They have used cassette tapes at the record exchange, which here's the big surprise. Every single one of those tapes is from when you were growing up because that's the era of cassette tapes. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. (laughs) So Bodhi's all like, I
1: got this Paula Abdul tape.
0: No, Uh, so I'm standing there and I was like, well, you should get a tape so that you can see what it's like to play a tape. And I'm standing there and it's like, It's my whole tape collection (laughs) from my youth.
1: Oh, man.
0: And I was wanting a tape so bad. I was wanting to uh, shove that tape in and close that plastic Mm, door. mm. And I was wanting to hit play. And I was wanting to hit play record and tape something off the radio. Yes. Yeah. And I was wanting to... uh, Hear the thing go. <laughs> <laughs> and then catching it just in time that I could then roll that. Yeah. Back. yep That tape back in with a pencil. Yeah. And very smooth carefully it smooth it out.
1: yep Oh, yeah. I mean. So satisfying.
0: Now I just don't even have any music that is like it doesn't. Nothing exists anymore. It's just all in the ether. And I'm like, I just want. Something that I can physically hold in my hand, yeah. That ha- that some cheap piece of plastic, you know, that represents something.
1: I I never got the record guy thing. Like no, I was always like we had records growing up. We had a a ton of records, yeah, and we were always listening to records. But then as an adult, I was always kind of like, I don't know why you would have a record player. Because everything is available to stream. You could stream whatever you want. Why would you fill your house with a bunch of records? And then when Alex moved in, he had a record player and a bunch of records. And like the very first time I put a fucking Fleetwood Mac yeah. record on on that record and started it up, I was like, I get it. This feels so good. Yeah, because like, it a record feels, on, you
0: feel something.
1: Yeah, it was, I was like, I get it now. I finally understand that this is like so satisfying. I was like, I get it record guys. I'm on board. And actually, I think we're gonna do. I'm recording my album in November, uh, which is super exciting and fun. But I, the last few times, uh, my label they'll they do actual records, albums for, pe- yeah. for people. And I've always been like, no, I'm not doing tapes. I'm not doing. I'm not doing records. That's dumb. Like, well, but I'm gonna do records this time because I was like, that's actually really fun. I want to do a record. That's really really cute.
0: Yeah, I love it. And they did actually have new tapes, and so people are making new tapes. Which of course, the sound quality is terrible, and I'm like. That's the only way I ever heard that song anyway. What yeah. do I care? Um, but I was wanting to make a mixed tape. And oh, those were this, so satisfying. How this, yeah, it's the same thing. It's the project. Yeah. But then do you remember like like designing like either drawing or doing a collage of the like you'd get that insert and then you'd write the name of each of the songs Mm -hmm. and if you had really good handwriting you'd like put all the details like how long the songs were and Mm -hmm. so oh there's just nothing that could compare to getting a mixtape from some guy that you have a crush on oh man
1: nothing like it when i in fact you could get three kids out of that because
0: uh when
1: raleigh and i were dating uh sorry i don't usually use his name when my ex-husband and i were dating uh we i was not that into him i was not that impressed with him and then he gave me a mix cd that he had made for me that i was blown away by it was so good it had teenage dirt bag i mean which now that song is really popular again but like wheezes like I I had all this stuff in there that I was just like, oh, this is amazing. This This is so good. This guy gets me. And I was like, and I was put together in this perfect arc. And I was like, this guy is really into me and he gets me. And we got together. And like two years later, I found out that his best friend (gasps) had made him, his best friend works for the radio in San Luis Obispo. And his best friend had made that mixtape for him. But I was knocked up by then. Nothing I could do.
0: Wow. Yeah. He, he,
1: re-gifted a mixtape to me and I fell for it so that's how powerful mixtapes were back in the day yeah yeah yeah. I got bamboozled by a mixtape totally but even now if somebody makes a playlist and sends it to me I love that shit I love a playlist I love digging through every song and listening to everything and also being like what does it mean does this mean this person's thinking about me the last person to
0: really do that for me is my friend Eric um and I did like i would um he's he was just like the guy who had his finger on the pulse of every musical genre like he just always had just a pile of new music and so every few months or so i would say like send me some new music i need some new music and then he would like curate a playlist or a cd or something and i mean that was probably 10 years ago now but now i'm thinking about how much i loved that yeah and then Although I just I had like s- my little CD thing where it was just like, you know, his handwriting. Yeah. With just like something scrawled on it.
1: I will say a few times people have made me playlists where like, they're like, have you heard of Mousy Star? I'm like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I've heard. Of- yeah, I've
0: like they'll they'll be like have you heard a sting well it's a level of vulnerability (laughs) when you uh are expressing yourself through by sharing music because they're really because the other thing that came out of that was there was inevitably always Mm. a guy who was like trying to show you how sophisticated he was because of his musical taste and it was like mansplaining music Mm -hmm. you know like here's the essential here's the essential songs that you're gonna need to know you know and you're you're gonna date me you better
1: dig deep into weezer or that type (laughs) of thing (laughs) alex is so young he didn't know that there were guys like that oh Oh, babe what's the okay that happened to me so one time i made a playlist for somebody and later they they like made fun of one of the songs on it and um it was somebody I was dating and they were like yeah I just couldn't get in because you put that 90s hip-hoppy shit in there and I was like okay and I stopped seeing them because I was like okay you you're not a fan of 90s hip-hop like we got this is we're done here I can't remember it was I can't remember the artist but it's that song girl break it off shake 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 it off move your pom-poms bikini in your nope you haven't heard it well no it's i'm a very, sure I,
0: i'm sure i have heard it it's only great. i just don't recognize your version song of and, it um and
1: he was like he like made no 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 um i'm spacing the name of it but uh yeah they're like a they're like a fun 90s like later 90s or 2000 hip-hop Band that I always really enjoyed, and I
0: I thought this song was very fun. And he well, was well, like, what you could do is just check right now in our comments, and because I'm sure there's somebody. Oh, speaking of our
1: <laughs> our comments, um, some I had coffee with a friend today who is a big fan of the podcast, also. And she was hi, Sarah. She was relating that, um, one of her favorite things about watching the live stream is, uh, how all of our commenters are so kind and so sweet. And then every once in a while, somebody who's not a fan of the podcast will pop in. somehow it
0: stumbled upon it. But has somehow
1: stumbled upon it will pop in and be like, oh, two lovely ladies out on the patio. And then a few minutes later be like, uh, abortion is murder fuck you both and, and it's like and is like really mad at us for what we're talking about or being like couple of man haters and I'm like how did you get here she was like it's so funny because it's like where did this
0: person come from how because she said she's a fan she of the drop podcast in from yeah it's like, you, she's have like to, you have to know what you're doing yeah. you have to have like insider information to yeah. catch the live stream you have to be following me on twitter which I a couple of times like when somebody
1: has left like a really off the wall comment I've like check to see if they follow me on but if they're a subscriber they you on youtube on twitter, or, they have
0: to follow you on twitter and at that exact moment because it's like we never even talk no, about i it always tweet about
1: it like two minutes before yeah and also uh like sarah was said how she usually sees it is she'll see my a picture i put up on instagram and then she's like i have to go to youtube i have to search emma arnold yeah i have to find your live page she's like it's very you don't just stumble on like we've kind of set it up that way and yeah. she, you know, she was saying how, like, part of the fun of this is, like, it's, like, very intimate. It's, like, you're sort of sitting in on two ladies talking well, on the phone. Well, yarr. Yarr. You're eavesdropping. It's weird. Yeah. And, uh, but I I think I had never thought about that, how, like, occasionally people in the up guy will come into the comments <laughs> and be like, oh, babe's on the patio. And then be like, you feminist, feminazis, feminazis. And I'm like, you're, you stumbled in here, man.
0: Liptards. Yeah. It's just very funny. Yeah. I have no idea. It is very weird. Um, speaking of annoying dudes, so Dave and I mostly only watch baseball as you know, but every once in a while there'll be a night where there isn't a game and we have to like kind of remember like, oh, were we watching something mm-hmm. or, you know, like what could we watch? And I saw the other day that the great British Bake Off new season starts this month. I'm like, yes, that'll give us something for those fill in nights. But last night wasn't a game. So we turned on the TV, we're cooking dinner and I saw that there was a new um, it's one of the one of those where they travel around and it's like great food of the world shows or whatever. And so there was a new season of one of those shows, only it was six episodes about uh pizza. So the the best pizza in the world. And so we start watching it and immediately I'm like, I roll. But we watched two episodes and See if this story sounds familiar, okay? Uh, renegade, uh, brash young guy, uh, quits school, can't find his way, uh, gets involved with uh food service and hospitality, uh, has a genius idea, works himself to the bone, is a total asshole, makes a bunch of enemies. Uh, uh Works really hard, i.e., is a workaholic, runs himself into the ground, ends up in the hospital, uh, realizes that there's more to life than whatever his restaurant or, you know, like specialty food thing is, marries his 24 year old waitress, has a kid, and totally turns around. And uh, now we worship him as a food god.
1: Still as old
0: as time. (gasps) Oh my God. (laughs) It was both episodes. Asshole guy who somehow gets in on some niche food thing. And then, you know, rises to the top. And everybody's oh so excited about this person. But he's got this toxic lifestyle that's killing him. And he goes to the hospital. And I was just like... I don't know how many more times we can tell this story. Does anybody want to hear this story anymore? I mean, I I couldn't believe that. It was just like verbatim. Yeah. The same thing. (laughs) And I was so uninterested. I was like, I would love to hear all about you know the pizza of the world i really would hi i'm actually here for pizza yeah not this not about the redemption emotional. of was chris bianchi you know who's yeah. like well you know i finally realized what what life's about
1: and it's food about network, food network has fucked that up so <sighs> bad where i don't watch like we don't have tv tv but like when i'm on the road and there's like we're in a hotel room i always watch food network and it's so funny to me because every time i'm always like what like i i like chopped i I will say i like chopped like an iron chef but for the most part you're like i just want a cooking show yeah just show me a cooking or like a food of the pizzas of the world not like uh you know some reality thing where a guy goes in and yells at every server until they cry and throws their menu in the garbage
0: you know you're like well and then it's always this arc where you see and and then they're like this poor guy gets really dark yeah and it's like is he gonna survive? i was hospitalized for exhaustion oh, you're like oh yes okay. you were you were you that was cocaine but now yeah oh they never mentioned the cocaine <laughs> yeah uh which is exactly what i was thinking over there oh, oh i
1: thought you were making faces because we had like weird comments or something he's oh okay hi alexander uh he was making faces like yeah he was very expressive oh okay did you figure oh, it yeah. out No Girl shake it off Break 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 It's called The song's called Break it off Pom poms Bikinis in your panties off
0: Girl break it off Nobody knows this song I thought this was It does sound like Missy Elliott But I don't know
1: It's a man It's a man Oh it's a man Yeah No It's a man
0: The song's called Break it off I know All will be revealed Yeah Eventually Um Yeah, I, and what it made me think was, like, so these are the, these are the people that we're worshiping, is these, these men who have, who are just the picture of toxic masculinity, and it made me think, like, oh, you know what I'd love to see is a show about the people who are going about the quiet work in a really healthy way, and who are amazing cooks, but the reason that we never hear from them is because they're not shouting.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, but have you watched Bear Chef? The bear. Oh the bear is a chef
0: Chef not yet I mean what is it called the bear Bear chef chef. I think I'd like bear chef better that's like the naked chef only uh, with a bear I think you would like it's it
1: starts with kind of that redemptive arc but then it shows like hey what if you your kitchen wasn't run by by a guy who thinks that dominance is the main thing you know like the main I don't know it's just
0: it's really good Oh and but none of them think that now Emma Oh yeah they're, now they're... all redeemed Yeah always they, Their arc always comes and they always have You know they're like 56 years old And they show them with their three year old child Yeah because this is finally They're finally w- ready it, would show, it, sh- it shines the light on what really Matters in the world and it's like you know there's probably A At least of- an equivalent Amount of people Who are amazing Uh f- chefs and restaurateurs and and all this stuff who are just doing the work
1: just like kind compassionate uh they have control of their emotions they don't scream at people that's like uh the American Gordon Ramsay versus British Gordon Ramsay like British Gordon Ramsay is like I'm gonna teach you how to make eggs and then um, the American version of him is so screamy and awful and you're like I just want the guy who teaches, he doesn't need to come in and yell at everybody and have be mean. You, have you ever
0: seen that show that's where they're um trying to get, they give people hot sauce while they do the interviews? Yeah. So. Hot bears. Hot bear. Bear <laughs> hot chefs. um, hot bear hot chefs. Bodhi was really enamored with it and wanted to share it with us. And I was game to watch a few episodes of it. And then I like scrolled through to, to see. And it's like, again, 85% men being yeah. interviewed. Yeah. Probably closer to 90, Do you know 95. why, though? Do you know
1: why? I swear to God, that's because women can handle pain on they such can. a level that, like, when you
0: watch the women, they're just, like, doing yeah, shots like I, hot so watched, I was having a we conversation. We watched the Natal- Natalie Portman one, and she got all the way to the end, and, you, like, her eyes were, like, bright red, and yet she was completely poised. It's like when they put those period things. Uh, I've been watching all
1: the, like, that's on TikTok a lot, like, putting those period things on men, and they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, scream, and they're like... They're like, this isn't even as high it go- as it goes. This is a seven. And the guys are like screaming and crying. And uh, the women, they have it on. They're like, is it at an eight? Or-? And they're like, this is full. This is a 10. Yeah. And they're like,
0: hmm. So yeah. Gordon Ramsay, what, we watched that episode. And by like the second hot sauce, which is probably like, I don't know, not even Tabasco or something, he was losing his mind. Really? He was like standing up and shouting and like chugging milk and then putting <laughs> like lemon juice on everything, and then he like he went through every possible remedy, and the entire time he was just out of his mind crazy That's because so it was so hot and I was like this is this is exactly the sh- like you're such a weak fucking person." <laughs> <laughs> or is it a shtick? Because, and, like, you're supposed to act like it's
1: really hot. Like, the whole point is to have a meltdown. And, like, Gordon Ramsay's whole th- American persona, the whole point of him is, is to have a meltdown on someone. So did he just go, like, I'm on a well, show where I'm you're supposed to have a meltdown? I'm sure
0: that he just was having a meltdown. But I was so unimpressed with it. I was like, I'm not watching this show where men are, like, screaming babies because they had some hot sauce. Like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? It's, if Natalie Portman can do it, come on, (laughs) come on, boys. But yeah, a lot of it is, I really do think a lot of it is uh, posturing and grandstanding. And it's just all like, like somehow that's the way you're earning it. And I just don't believe it. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that's how you earn uh, your crown. Yeah. Is by... All this bad behavior, and then and then a redemption, becoming, right? and then a redemption. No, I'm no. just over the redemption. Yeah, I'm like nah, too. well, yeah. Or maybe you're no, just no. Show a me. Dick. I want a pizza
1: show where it's like we visit these these seven very mild mannered chefs who've never so, uh, made so anybody cry. They, there
0: is that show, and it is um, oh, what is his name? Stanley Tucci. Oh, really. Stanley Tucci did a whole show where he goes to Italy and just visits and talks about the food and is very just kind of quiet and gentle about it. Okay. And I enjoyed that immensely. But that was like one of these shows. And I feel like I've watched every single one of them. And now I'm just not going to watch them anymore because the The arc was just so predictable and I and I was like this is not even any fun this yeah. is just so boring this is such a boring story it wasn't it was man maybe gets, a good man story one therapy time is the, like, the whole arc man yeah i yeah. like, oh, I'm okay, like
1: cool. okay well what do you got over there something else what do you got first what is it cool Keith, cool cool Keith, Keith. Alexander okay it's called break you off not break it off but that's the closest that's close. I've ever gotten to naming anything correctly in my life so yeah Cool Keith, okay. Cool Keith was a uh, a good listen, and I thought it was a fun like throwback thing to put on a playlist. But this guy I was seeing was like, "What?" And it's a fun song too. We'll we'll listen to it sometime. It's a uh, it's real poppy and fun and and hip hoppy. And he made fun of me for it, and I was like, "I think you're wrong. I think a lot of people like Cool Keith, and I'm a Cool Keith fan."
0: Yeah, I really really hate um, when people act like their musical choices are somehow so much better than anybody else's he said it was like an old
1: lady pick and I was like
0: I'm four years older than
1: you like I know you're you're like you think you're like a young buck and you're doing that whole thing but like I'm not that much older than you and we more we grew up more in the same
0: generation than not so yeah 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 Yeah, it's just another way to trivialize like they'll be like oh pop music is you know so stupid it's not and it's like actually pop music has a lot to recommend it which is why it's really popular yeah because a lot of times it's really sophisticated in terms of how ABBA? it's constructed have you constructed. sat yeah, down like, and
1: listen to an abba album you're gonna
0: tell me there's no way those earworms are not yeah. good music yeah if they stick with you yeah like whatever and usually of course it's women pop music yeah that's that probably they why it's yeah
1: blah. But. Um, I have a good uh. I don't know. I don't. I don't know which of our normal themes this would fall under, but I thought it was pretty funny and very sweet, actually. Kind of a redemptive story. Hmm. Um, one of the kids uh about a month ago had a kid stay the night, who uh used the word gay as like a slur. Said to Arthur, "Why are you always acting so gay? What's blah 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 blah?" and Alex, in the moment, heard him and was like, "Hey, we don't use that as a slur in this house. We don't use that to make fun of people." And the kid, you know, was very like, Whoa, and like, "Well," and uh, Arthur later was like, "He's really sorry," and blah blah blah. And we were like, "We were like, I don't care." I was like, "I don't care. I don't want little homophobic homophobes in my house. So like, don't have him over anymore if he's the kind of kid who thinks like being gay is there's something wrong with that." And he was like, "He doesn't. He doesn't." So then, um. Arthur wanted to have that kid and another kid over, and begged and begged and begged. Did chores, begged and begged. Please, he just wants a second chance. I was like, okay. So um, the kid and the other kid come over, and um, the kid, uh, totally unprompted, came over to me and was like, "Hey, I just wanted to tell you, uh, I feel I feel really bad about using that word in your house, and I just wanted to say that I'm really sorry, and that." Um, I support gay people 100, and I ne- and uh, I would never ever say anything to try and hurt anybody's feelings. And after you said that, I started really taking a close look at my language, and uh, I've been really careful to not use Aww. anything even remotely as like a slur. And I was like, "Well, thank you for for thinking about that." And I mean, and you know, it,
0: it's probably bullshit. <laughs> I've been a mom. Well, mama, but maybe not. That maybe not. Why would he bother? I mean, I can well, yeah. I can understand like he wants to hang out with his friend, but that actually takes it was courageous. even even coming up with yeah the you know rather than just saying uh, i'm sorry i use that word like he's thinking about what it is that maybe you had a problem with and how you wouldn't just want to hear like that he's not going to use the word at your house that yeah. he's you know he like, like i feel like that's I, pretty su- thoughtful.
1: I really support gay people and i and i feel really bad and and I was like, well, thank you so much. And then, so the three of them asked to go to to uh, the store to go get snacks. And I was like, yeah, go for it. And when they came back, Arthur was like, hey, uh, can you come downstairs? They They got you something. And I was like, what? They got me flowers. Wow. Those two boys bought me flowers. They're right there. And wow. I was like, oh my God, that's so thoughtful. And they were like, we just really, we know having extra kids around is a lot and we just really appreciate you. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck's going? Are you guys doing LSD tonight? Because right. this is the type of shit I did when I was doing something really bad. Yeah. Like, but they were so sweet. Oh. And um, and then later I was watching the three of them interact and they were so physically affectionate with one another. Not in the usual way. Like when, when we grew up, when boys wanted to touch each other, they only had punching. Punching, yeah. They only had punching and headlocks. They were so genuinely like affectionate to one another, and I was like, I was like, per I was like, kind of realized like maybe for him the reason gay doesn't feel like a slur at all is because a lot of the stuff that would have gotten you labeled as gay in the and and ostracized when we were kids is not really that true for them mm-hmm. right now. You know, like they were like these young, you know, these Gen Z kids are like maybe the way he said it was more offhand than the way we interpreted it because of our history. But um, I just loved it. Like the, the the kid who had called somebody gay at one point was so sweetly was like joking around and then like picked up, he's, he's a giant like football kid. He uh, is such a tall, big kid. But he like picked up the other kid and put it on his lap and was like joking around <laughs> and doing this. And I was like, that makes me so happy to see men being physically affectionate with one another because i'm like so much of why men are so fucked up is because they only learn to get affection from sex Mm -hmm. they only get physical touch from sex and if they would just touch each other they would probably be able to like move through the world of women a much more calmly and like understanding consent a lot better if they actually had like physical touch between each other, it was so good to watch. So even though I know like Boise pride right now has had to cancel events because of the fucking bigots here. And like, it's been a really hard couple of days to watch, you know, Dorothy moon, the worst human being in the world come out against pride. And then all of these businesses drop pride as sponsors. That's been so sad. But I also feel like, Watching that, I was like, this is death throes of this bigotry because the kids are not having it. They are not, you know, they're not being shitty like their parents are. Mm -hmm. And it gave me a lot of hope. It made me feel like young men are doing better. You know, like they are so different than when I was young. Like Arthur is having conversations with me unprompted about consent. Arthur is thinking about those things. Arthur is thinking about like, Stuff that grown men in my life right now aren't thinking about, you know. So I felt like I was like, oh. And so they, whether they're actually very sweet boys or not, they completely won me over. And I was, they, he was like, can they stay the night again the next night? I was like, okay, you know. (laughs) I ordered everybody pizza. They really pulled one over on me. If they're, it's not true. I ordered, I was like, I got him the lava cakes, the whole bit. Wow, 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 wow,
0: perfect. But they
1: were so sweet. It made me really happy. And I've been trying to focus on that during this pride stuff because it really yesterday I read too many comments from bigoted people and I got very upset part of it for me too is um watching bigoted people usurp the language we have been trying to describe child sex abuse as survivors for so long like talking about stuff like grooming and stuff watching them usurp that behavior to try and slander uh gay and trans people makes me I mean, it makes me so mad. I feel unreasonable. Yesterday, I was like, I typed out a comment and then I was like, I need to get off the internet. I need to go sit in the backyard. I need to take some deep breaths. I was like, so, so angry because it's very triggering to see people calling people I love in my life. I was, um, you know, I had two families growing up and on the one hand, I was surrounded by Tons of gay people, tons of trans people. We went to drag events all the time All the time when I was a kid. And I never was anything but safe at those events. I always felt completely safe at every Pride event I went to, every protest I went to, every drag show I went to as a kid. Completely 100% safe. No one ever preyed on me. My other household was filled with straight, middle-aged men who preyed on me incessantly, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's who is doing the praying. Mm -hmm. It's middle-aged straight men. And also, I mean, I know this goes without saying it to some degree, but it makes me so mad calling gay people groomers for, uh, in, for being loving and compassionate to gay kids. It makes me so angry because I'm like, those kids are already gay. Like, I have so many friends who are like, oh, haha, when I t- came out, my parents were like, we've known since you were six, right. you know? And it's like, like, it's not a, it's, I don't know. It's so frustrating because it's like, all of it, it makes me so angry. And it's like, also sex is very normal and kids should know about it. I wouldn't have been molested half as much as a kid if I had had a healthy understanding of what sex is and was, and the boundaries around it. And gay kids need that too. Like mm-hmm. gay gay kids need an education about kids about sex and like a healthy relationship. Everything they're describing at at Pride, like they might see a man dressed as a woman, and that's sexualized. It's like that's sexualized to you. That's not naturally
0: well. Yeah, sexualized. but what's so interesting is I was like, also, so I I Pretty much, I could guarantee that you could dig up a photo from any one of those uh, men or Dorothy Moon or whatever from their high school or junior high experience where there was cross-dressing. Do you remember how many times? Oh, every football day. Every football day. Yeah. The boys would dress up and they would wear the girls, uh, you know, cheerleader uniforms. Totally. Every Halloween, a boy or five boys would come as girls. I mean, that happened all the time. Yeah. And... Those people, you know, my age, older than me, that was extremely common. Is that sexualized? Exactly. Like, were they Uh, were they grooming? When Arthur was in dance, um,
1: oh my god, those two are so wrestling. When Arthur was in dance, he danced with this troupe for a while, and they would put the girls in the tiniest booty shorts and halter tops, and they would do the most sexualized dances, and I would always have to because I'm, you know, a middle-aged lady, I would always have to be, like... Because it w- there were a lot of men in the audience who were leery and gross about these, like, preteen girls. And I would have to be, like, this has nothing to do with the gr- what the girls are wearing. This has everything to do with these right. men. And it, the girls should be able to dance in whatever they want, however they want. It does not... It, and But I would also sometimes feel uncomfortable for the girls having been a girl like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, it's it's so wild to me that that you would for even, I think for me, what pride represents in a lot of ways is like a healthy relationship with one's sexuality where you are, you know, having sex with the people you want to. And like, you know, being like, oh, there shouldn't be kids at pride. They might see sexuality. It's like, there's nothing bad or inherently evil about sexuality. Kids can be exposed to healthy versions of that. And for like, you know these bigots who are like well being gay isn't a health or trans isn't a healthy version of that it's like that's that's so much healthier to me knowing that about yourself being yourself than being some like you know i don't know just i i don't know very many very like
0: yeah, uh, von Erlinger. Yeah, that
1: guy's like they all Dorothy Moon and all those guys stood behind von Erlinger, who is now convicted of rape and might do tw- and is up going to do is- up to twenty years in prison. Yeah, they all supported him as he preyed on nineteen year old interns, and they all said those girls knew what they were getting into. They were nineteen, they were adults, but then they're like, "Well, wait and a he minute, he was
0: way older than them."
1: Yeah, but then like drag, drag storytelling hour, you know, like. You might, kids might see people dressed up in costumes and that's super sexual. I was like, God, I hate, and it's such a disingenuous, disingenuous argument that I feel like it's hard to form a counter argument to because it's just bullshit. Those people don't care about kids. They don't care about They are just using that as a wedge issue. It's like the, the trans sports stuff. They just use it as a wedge issue to try and, um, you know, to try and fuck with people and that's it and it makes me so angry all all these corporations backing out of pride although at the same time you're like pride is, has become so corporate and so weird that I like we've had an alt pride here for years that's not corporate that i like it was inevitable right that the corporations were like wait a minute this pride is awfully gay and then backed out like that's probably inevitable but man it's been a yeah hard I don't know here. I was like
0: well what did you think you were signing up for yeah
1: you were in like well we didn't of-
0: pride we like, didn't
1: know kids would be involved the kids, what? kids I, are always there i have gone to every pride in boise uh since i was nine years old i've gone to every single pride and have had a great time every year the only time i didn't have a good time
0: it's a fun festival where people wear really fun clothes and it's it's like upbeat and there's yeah. music and there's dancing yeah. and yeah whatever it's yeah but we, i'm so we sad did about it sweep the school board election we did do that which was quietly, we just
1: all voted for the right people. And they were freaking out, all the conservatives here are freaking out because, like, oh, okay, you're gonna tell me that this candidate won by 15,000 votes. Sounds rigged. You're like, or there's 15,000 of us, motherfucker. I can see why you're scared of that. Yeah. That there's like enough people. Boise always was pretty progressive compared to the
0: rest of the state. And the people who
1: moved to CUNA are real mad about that.
0: Well, the people who came from California to CUNA feel really bad about that. Well, I had a, I had a kind of a similar experience in that I had some hope, which was I went to the Chicks concert. Dixie? Well, they don't go by the Dixie Chicks anymore. Oh, they do not? Nope. They have changed their name oh, good for to them. The Chicks okay, because the chicks. they were like, meet the moment. That's yeah. a bad name. Yeah. Uh, so we, I, nice. I went to the Chicks concert and that sounds like somebody's peeing. No, oh, oh, oh. Nobody pee.
1: Oh Is he? Oh, otter Uh-oh. It's okay. Outside. How is he peeing? He was just outside, but well, you
0: know, he's really oh. tiny. He's got a little bladder. Well, yeah, except that he's housebroken. He shouldn't be peeing in the house. That was like a That was a behavior pee. That was a
1: fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, That was a little bit of like... I, you know what I actually I think it is? Is because when you first got here, because we, ha- we babysat him. Yeah. We dog sat him when you first got him. And I, when he first got here, he was like, oh no, I don't want to live here. No, I don't want to live here. Like he, I think maybe is like, he's just did a, I'm going to pee in this house so that you don't leave me here pee. Oh, he was humping Bev a lot too, so.
0: Because he does not pee in my house. Well, So, I mean, he peed one time. When we first got him, and then I was like, that was one of the things I was like, well, maybe he's not housebroken, but he has not done that since.
1: He, the, When we watched him, he did it one time the first day, and then never again after that. <sighs> I'm wrong. He pooped like two or three times. That was apparently. still pretty
0: early on. So I yeah. hope, I don't know what his deal no, is. No, I mean, I'm
1: sure it was just behavioral. I'm sure he was just a little <sighs> stressed out I'm right sorry.
0: now. Oh, that's okay.
1: I mean, luckily, we do not have carpet in this house, so it's not a hard cleanup, but...
0: Yeah. And I'm not. Look I, at
1: this. Look at this producer over here. Oh,
0: <laughs> Thanks, babe. Pee producer. Sorry. Um, so I was telling you about going to see the Chicks concert, which I had gotten tickets because when they came in the '90s for their Fly tour, I went, and it was one of the most fun shows I that went I'd to that that was so been fun. To. It that was, was so really fun. fun. And so my mom and my sister and I, and we actually took Bodie um went and the like the week before i kept seeing all of this advertising for it it was just like over and over all this advertising i was like oh shit it's in nampa like deep red they're not gonna have they're they're like trying to drum up attendance Mm -hmm. um and it was an outside show and so we went out to dinner before and i was saying to everybody i was like well i don't think it's gonna be that hard to get parking and find a seat because i think they were really trying to drum up attendance Wow. Could I have been more wrong? <laughs> I have never seen more people at a con- at a concert. I mean, granted I probably haven't gone to some of the big concerts that they've had there, but there was literally like 8 square inches for each person. It was shoulder to shoulder. It's an outside venue where you you can only have like a blanket. There was nowhere for us to put a blanket. We like, I was like, we just have to sit down because there was just throngs and throngs of people. So I was like, well, that's really cool that they got a really good turnout. And they had, um, you know, they they played all their hits. It was they always do an amazing stage show. Um, And so, you know, the entire concert, everybody, including myself, knew all the words to all the songs and it was so uplifting to sing in a group of thousands and thousands of people until your, you know, throat is raw. But the most amazing thing happened, which was on their most recent album, they had a song called March and, uh, it's all about how you're, we're an army and we have to march against all of these, um, situations that we're in and the song starts with them listing um all of the people who have been killed by police violence oh. <laughs> and so it's like it's actually like totally overwhelming because it's so many names but then they show all these videos of all of us um at the women's march and all of us pro uh protesting for black lives matter and all this stuff and I was like, oh shit. They're going to play this song and they're not fucking kidding around about this song. It is a call to action. It's called March. It has this very strong um you know, like it you, it's a, actually a march. So I could not believe it. But everybody had been singing along and chanting and it was so loud. And then when that song came on, it was even louder. It was the loudest thing that I have ever heard. People were absolutely chanting and cheering and just, like, you know, raising their fists. And this is fucking Nampa, Idaho. Yeah. Every single person in that Like, I literally thought you were going to say
1: they got booed because it's Idaho at the end of the day.
0: I thought that's what was going to happen. I mean, they're showing, like all these you know anti-abortion you know are they're showing these uh, abortion supporters and like all this stuff like all the things that these people oppose and the entire stadium was cheering and chanting and singing yeah. along and I did like at one point I thought that I heard some dude boo and then th- it got even louder to like uh, you know Drown him out out. and I don't know if it was just like because the section that I was sitting in but I swear to God it was the loudest cheers that I heard from like you know everybody's favorite song they played you know 15 songs and it was really shocking to me you know like they they were able to rally this many people And it was not necessarily people that I recognized. Um, You know, there was a lot of there was a lot of booty shorts and high, you know, high (laughs) cowboy boots and, you know, dudes and cowboy hats. I mean, yeah, it was a lot of people that, you know, also go to the, the county fair and they were all in complete support of everything that was being espoused in the song. So. Anyway, I that was the first time I had felt like even an inkling of hope in literal fucking years. I was like, well, maybe we're not alone. It can
1: feel so hard living here because especially in the last few years, it can just feel kind of hopeless where you're like, oh, we've been fighting this battle for 20 years and we're losing because of. You know, all these Orange County uh, Republicans moving here and it's and and they're so much more extreme than the people who lived here. Mm-hmm. You know, like we had a Democratic governor Cecil Andrus for years like there were it's, it was never a perfect state by any stretch. But like I think it's interesting and it's that's interesting because I'm that makes me think of how when we were kids, a lot of the rednecks I grew up around like hated the cops, you know, yeah. like were all about like working class solidarity and you know like like I feel like their their politics were a lot less like you know trumpian uh Christ- christo y it was much more anti-government you know right. preppery right. when i was a kid and uh which is not to say there wasn't plenty of racism and sexism and homophobia to go around but it's gotten worse like nobody protested pride when i was a kid yeah nobody like you know, I never saw a single protester down at Pride. Maybe one you'd ha- you get like a, a random Westboro guy coming through town or something. But like nobody really paid a lot of attention to us. And the reason they are now is because like the it's gotten traction. Like yeah. things are genuinely changing, and and the minority, which is what they are, uh, hates right. that.
0: And it and they're so loud. Yeah. And so that was the thing that. I know that there's i mean I walk around my neighborhood and I see the black lives matters and and all uh all people are welcome here signs. I see it in my neighborhood, you know there's a woman who who writes in chalk you know uh women's rights or uh, you know abortion is women's health care is you know abortion is health care on her sidewalk, mm-hmm. you know, like I know that it's there, and I know so many people you know in my life who are you know, helpful, reasonable, got their head on or not, you know, espousing hate speech. And so I know it's there, but to hear how loud it was, mm-hmm. I was like, we could maybe meet their ferocity mm-hmm. with our ferocity.
1: Yeah. Like we could be loud too. And that yeah. meeting ferocity with ferocity thing is I think something that for a long time, a lot of uh, leftist and liberals didn't feel comfortable doing because we were still in this mindset that like that we could convince people yeah that we could bring people along and uh and instead what we've seen is that like people are losing rights people are more danger and it's like okay well ferocity that's exactly what you need to bring to these situations is match that ferocity you know um yeah i i that's really powerful and it's a good reminder. This pride thing has been a good reminder that, like, you know, there are so many vulnerable people out there who need you to be as loud and, uh, you know, aggressive and in your face as homophobes are being.
0: Right. Well, like they had this being. whole email campaign where the uh, head of the Republican Party, this Dorothy Moon, who's just a complete nightmare of human... uh. Who lost her seat who lost her seat because that
1: became the head of the GOP which has moved like when they just had their convention moved farther right Right. was like oh we don't want to have exceptions on the anti-abortion law even for ectopic pregnancies like they're going further and further right it's
0: wild right and so she told everybody like here's what you're going to say and you're going to email every single one of these companies uh, communications departments you're and we're gonna we're gonna email bomb them well so did anybody start an email campaign uh in support of pride probably not i don't know i mean did they have so they had this just combined effort where everybody literally sent the exact same email yeah, that I she saw. wrote
1: screenshots of and it. and
0: so then they they you know all these corporations buckled under it and it's just like well, so however many emails they sent, hundreds and hundreds, which probably were like everybody has three email addresses or five email addresses, or they just, you know, set their their automatic thing. But it's just like, <laughs> we probably didn't meet that. I saw the call for them to do that. And I didn't then... Answer email that all by emailing yeah. them. Yeah. So they just got all this, you know, trash in their email. And I think it's really important. But at to- the end of the day, I feel like maybe part of that. Sorry, I just yeah. so interrupted you. Yeah. I feel like it's almost because you're like,
1: so so, like um, Idaho Power, for example. You're like, you know right from wrong. Yeah. You know that it's, you have gay and trans employees. And well, that and, to support and every them in single moment- one of
0: their statements as they're pulling their support which apparently they're pulling their support in most of these cases but they don't pull the financial they don't pull the money they just pull their verbal support and also probably if they have a booth and they're like we
1: didn't know that there was going to be kid activities there but we still support lgbtq rights 100 percent. right but we didn't know that there was going to be part and we have safety concerns and it's like even that's super fucking cowardly. You could have ignored that. You could have just ignored it. Idaho Power could have ignored it. Fucking Zion Bank, which is no surprise. Fuck Zion. Zion. Yeah. Oh, dang it. I was trying to be a, an adult because so I applied for this adult job and I was like, I probably should stop saying fuck Zion's Bank. I should say something like reasonable, and adult, like whatever. Shame on da- Zion's Bank. But I think I'm just going to stick with fu- fuck yeah. Zion's Bank. And, and you know, I was I like,
0: I know a lot of people are like, for instance, you know, changing their banks as mm-hmm. they have every right to do. But I'm, I'm thinking, I can't get a different power company. No. And Idaho like, power I can't just that. not, you know, pay my power bill because Idaho Power pulled their support or, you know. Somebody the, like, was like,
1: time to go solar. I was like, okay. <laughs> Idaho Health and Welfare. Yeah, you to show
0: them. We're like, all... I'm just like, yeah, I can put my money where my mouth is, except in all of these cases. Yeah. So I think what we should all do is now send the email saying, I know you got a lot of emails about uh, supporting pride, but as one of your constituents and one of your customers, uh, that was a bad move. Yeah. Well, and and donate to pride. And that, yeah, donate to pride. But also if they're expressing it to those corporations, then we should express it to those corporations. And I just don't feel like there's that consolidated effort Oftentimes, yeah, yeah. To I mean, I respond feel, like you said,
1: like the school board. Everybody came out and like made sure that reasonable people got elected, and that felt so good. And then immediately, it's like, oh my god, another thing. And I right. think that's what happens too. Is like the people on the right who do this—it's a that is their full-time job. Yeah, this fake outrage and this constant bigotry for them. A lot of them—that's what they do full time—is manufacture fake outrage and commit commit to that. Whereas like, you know, the rest of us are fucking busy. Like we are mm-hmm. trying to actually like do shit and live lives. And it's like, you're gonna have to carve out as much time as these bigots for, you know, trying to counter well, this. Well, stuff. and I
0: think so oftentimes they just capitulate to these loud voices and, you know, Which it again, really does, like, minority, it, it, it especially doesn't make a difference to our elected officials because they will get they will get elected no matter what yeah and so as many times as i've written to rish and crape and all those people and i just get this like super you know trite response i'm like Mm -hmm. yeah it it actually really doesn't make a difference if i contact my elected officials but it might actually make a difference if i throw my weight behind uh the voices in terms of supporting things like pride and these corporations. Yeah. Um, Because they actually have money. So if they know, you know, they received 250 emails against pride, maybe if they received 300 emails in support of pride, maybe then they wouldn't make those decisions.
1: Well, something like Idaho power too is interesting. So Simplot, I thought, released a decent statement because they were like, we've always supported pride. Uh, We're going to keep supporting pride. We also are family people. We would never support anything that put kids at risk. So this, you can just guess that there are no kids at risk because we're still supporting it. Right. But Simplot is a perfect example. Just like Idaho power. We're like, you're not going to boycott Simplot. Yeah. What are you going to not eat French fries? Like you're not, there's no way for you to really boycott Simplot. So they were kind of like, kiss my ass. And Idaho power Power could have done the same thing. Yeah. They could have been like, we're the only power company, so suck a dick. That yeah. means, when that happens, it means someone in charge agrees with the extremists. And like, that's the same with Idaho Health and and Welfare. Like Dave Epson was like, yeah, I agree with all this. You know, mm-hmm. those that's his personal politics. right? So now you know, I guess. But yeah. I mean, we already knew, but yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad we both got a little bit of hope this week.
0: Um, and if you need some, Go to the thrift store, pick yourself up, get yourself a phone, a phone and make a call and, and just say what you need to say to Chip whoever phone. you need to say it to. Okay. Remember your old number. Mine was uh three, four, five, one, five, seven, one. I just
1: dialed uh, an enlightened and compassionate God for you. Oh, perfect. (laughs)
0: Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, what the fuck is all this (laughs) down here? Uh, Got some questions. Oh, and then there's also this really, oh, it says made in USA in giant letters on it. And then it also says high and low. Volume
1: control. This is a fancy one.
0: Yeah. I love it. So anyway. Get yourself a phone. That's the pro tip. Get yourself a phone. Yeah, I love it.
1: I want to install one in the uh the kitchen i feel like it'd be therapeutic for everybody
0: yeah um well uh you got anything else you got anything you're promoting (sighs) do i have anything i'm promoting other than autopop not peeing in the house we're promoting that this week yep potty training for puppies no i don't have anything all right i'm
1: uh i need to do some shows before november so if you have a backyard in Boise and you want me to come and do comedy for 20 to 30 people, I need to practice my hour and I'm and not really And you are me. doing our toast and roast. so you're I am doing get some- your toast and roast. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing your toast and
0: roast. So you're going to get a little time there. Yeah. That's a backyard. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm just actually, I'm just giving a, a speech about you and Dave for that um, to, to kick things off, to put people in the mood, give a little vibe, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know how I'll roast you. I mean, think of a way. It can be a toast or it can be a roast yeah and then also um keeping people moving oh yeah because there will be certain people like my dad Mm -hmm. who will get off on a tangent of unrelated information and i'm excited i think it'll be really
1: fun uh i'm very excited it's the kind of thing usually if people ask me to do it, I'm like, I'm not doing that. But when you ask me, I was like, that sounds fun as hell. Like yeah. I, I, I think, think it'll, it'll be, be great.
0: actually pretty it'll fun, be fun. And low key. And you're getting
1: married on the twenty fourth, which is very exciting. Yep. Well, we're having a wedding. I'm already married. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, mm-hmm. yes, you're right. You're you're getting weddinged Yes. on the twenty fourth. So we're promoting that. You nobody's invited, but we're promoting it.
0: We so. did find a taco truck. Yeah. Uh, Miriam Taco cool yeah yay thanks to my dad who was driving around randomly um i'm so, i'm very apologizing for, i'm very apologetic <laughs> Otter, for Otter 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 really wants to come back he's in the so house. mad um so i think we're gonna be good and uh i put in the order for the ice cream flavors after doing extensive taste testing at the still so there should at the very least be some good food
1: nice yeah. Um well I will be taping my album November twelfth. Uh you can get the tickets at the Infinity Room um and in Salem, thank you, babe. In Salem, Oregon. And uh I am doing two shows Friday, Saturday, and I think that Jeff Tate is flying into town to open for me. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's happening, but I don't wanna first a hundred percent announce that. But uh I talked to him the other day and he was Super excited! So I was like, "All right." And if well. he's not gonna
0: be there, Gate is. Gate, yeah,
1: <laughs> he will be opening. Another friend of mine with a beard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this has been so fun, and I. I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm glad I rallied. You, you I rallied. Feel good. Yeah. 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 It was a good one. Good. Um. I. Uh, I love you. Love you too. Love you guys. Thanks for love watching. You. Love you. Bye.